0: And welcome to Alexi Boyd with Small Biz Matters here at the Triple H 100.1 FM studios live here in Hornsby and across Australia with the Community Radio Network. We've got another fabulous guest sitting across from us here at the studio and I'm very excited to be welcoming her because I've seen her present a couple of times at a couple of Karingai Council events and uh, she is phenomenal, incredibly well-known very knowledgeable in her field and just a great presenter all round. So um, we've got Heather Porter today. Now we're talking about Facebook. Now it's it's been in the news a little bit in a negative light, we're not going to be touching on that, but more about Facebook for business and how it's changed, how it's evolved since the beginning of Facebook, the inception. Lots of us out there who run a small business might have dabbled with the idea of ads or, or even just um, expanding our reach or playing around with Facebook groups as a way of advertising ourselves. How effective is it? And are we really just fumbling around in the dark until we spend a decent amount of time setting it up properly? And also, how has Facebook changed? How has it evolved? Is it really still worth advertising on there as a business? Or are you better off looking for more businessy platforms like LinkedIn? Well, In a way, it depends what type of business you run, but it always needs to be part of your armory, simply just to have a presence on there. And today's expert, Heather Porter, is an expert in social media marketing and has been doing this for a number of years. But more importantly, she presents on this to groups of small businesses, sharing her expertise on how to get onto Facebook and how to make the most of that advertising dollar. Welcome to the program, Heather. Thank you so much for having me and what a gorgeous intro. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I must say, when I heard you speak um, those couple of times over the last year or so, um, I still refer back to my notes that I took um, at those two presentations and I think that really, um, I think that's a guide of a good presenter because you're always looking back at what you learned and how you can continue to implement it in your business mm. because it's not about the now. It's about understanding how these things change and evolve and how you can utilise them. So uh, explain to me, first of all, let's talk about um like just, you know, that thing that pops up, boost, that boost button. Now, I remember when you when you were presenting, you weren't a huge fan mm-hmm. um, of the boost button. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why running that, that single ad just isn't really effective and can sometimes put people
1: off. Well, let's start, I guess, about the rule of seven. So in marketing, there's something called the rule of seven, which is actually more these days. And what it really implies is that any normal human being needs about seven touch points before they decide to buy a product or service. So what happens is that we need to see your brand in multiple lights, whether it is on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or YouTube or radio or you know magazines or whatever it is. Now the thing is with a boosted post is it's very, very simple to use, but it's not very flexible as far as what it can do. So you literally are just clicking boost and then hopefully it's going to get out there to people that like your page or maybe their friends or some people in your local area, but you don't have a lot of control over the objectives or the targeting. So it's great for starters. It's great for a one-off, but if you really want to do the seven touch points, you have to do it much more advanced than that.
0: And so with the, the boost button, are you trusting those Facebook algorithms that we've heard not such nice things about recently, <laughs> but are you sort of trusting them to read your business, understand your business, and then advertise it to the
1: group that you're trying to target? I mean, Facebook isn't that good. You're trusting them to basically get engagement on that post. That's Mm. right. But what if you want traffic to your website? What if you want conversions? So you're trying to get sales, like you're in e-commerce, you're selling something on your site. What if you want more video views or more more page likes? There's a lot of other objectives that boosting a post does not allow you to do. So you are relying heavily on an algorithm just for engagement and not really some of the the, um, harder hitting uh, business objectives. So you mentioned a whole bunch of social media
0: platforms and Mm -hmm. obviously advertising options including, you know, the traditional radio, the traditional print, the traditional flyers in the letterbox, the seven touch points. Why is it so important that you include a social media funnel in your advertising campaign? And I guess when you're talking to small business, at what point should you start thinking about that? So quite a broad question
1: there. Well, let's just look at what the world has become. We are glued to our phones, whether we like it or not, especially younger generations. And the time we spend on our phones is mostly spent on apps, including we have Facebook Messenger, we have Instagram, we have the Facebook app. So with our time being spent on these apps in marketing, a smart marketer knows to meet your consumer or your prospect where they are and if they are on their phone on a social media app we have to meet them there and they're not just hanging out on Facebook they're jumping around amongst platforms so that's why you have to develop something called a social media funnel so you're really just hitting people where they are and with with where they know you Um, because a funnel is basically as Facebook lays out a funnel in their ads manager it's three steps so it's awareness When somebody's getting to know you and your brand, or maybe even they don't even know the problem they really have yet, but they're sort of researching and trying to work it out. And then you have consideration, which is much more about, oh, okay, so now I want to know about about your brand. I want to know the benefits to um, what you're selling. How can it help me and my life or business? And then you actually have the conversion phase, which is purchase. So you have to really address all three of those. People are researching. They're now researching their problem. They're researching the actual solution, and then they're actually considering to buy. And you need to touch on that across all platforms. Platforms.
0: Now, when I think of a funnel, I mm. think of literally a funnel, which is <laughs> ha- handy because I, I guess yeah. that's the, image, the imagery you're supposed to walk away with. But what are we trying to point to? Because I, I've seen a lot of Facebook ads where people are trying to be everything. They're trying to be, yeah. they're trying to be a website basically mm. in 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 an ad, and um, they're trying to get you to buy. They're trying to tell you everything they possibly can about the event in one is the funnel the point of a funnel to push you towards something that's going to give
1: you more content or more information or can it be all in one this ad you actually do want to be specific you're spot on i'm going to give an example because i think this is something we can all understand or most of us um, like let's just say lower back pain for example let's say that i've woken up and i suddenly have lower back pain and i have no idea how or why it's gotten there it could be sore muscles it could be stress it could be my mattress it could be my age you know it could be a lot of different things. So what's happening in this phase is I'm in awareness. So I'm actually now looking for educational content online that'll help me to understand how or why I have this back pain. I'm not ready to hire a chiro at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Not even thought of that yet, but I'm literally looking for information. So in that, that phase of the funnel, you're doing awareness, so you're doing education. So like you were saying, you don't want to be everything to everyone. You don't want to be like, I'm going to educate you and then I'm going to talk about my product and then I want you to click on the link and sign up. So you're struggling Right up doing education. And then from there, hopefully what's going to happen is this person's going to see your ad or your even your organic post. It's going to be a great educational piece on top 10 reasons why you might have lower back pain. You build a rapport and a relationship with that brand because they're teaching you. And then the next phase is that through targeting in Facebook ads account, now I can get a follow up ad that's very specifically, hey, you know what, you might actually need some adjustments That's that could be actually what you need. And this could be, you know, the benefits to how that's going help you and then I'm learning that as the next step and then the very next step after that would be now that I'm watching and consuming that content from that Cairo then there's the last step which is hey why don't you come in and book an appointment a free session a free adjustment to see me so it's three very different messages for three very different parts of the funnel.
0: And I suppose that's why it's so important that you have a strategy laid out mm. beforehand because it's very easy to have an event and go bang there's an, an information about the event and that's it yes but I think having a strategy where you go information education sp- like like it's almost like you're spooning the person, you're kind of comforting them with knowledge and then you move on to the the next phase which is just the, um, you know, awareness and letting, letting them know about the brand. So um, is it something where repetition is key at the beginning? Is that where you hit all the different
1: platforms all at once to try and get? as many audience members as possible? Yeah, so what you would do is you come up with those awareness pieces, which are education, educational pieces, which will basically help solve the problem of your prospect or your customer. And from there, you have to then think, okay, what, what do I need to do with this content to make it natively display in all of different uh, social platforms? When I say natively, it's because if you think about Instagram, for example, for those of you that know Insta, it's the world of hashtags and, um, you know, emojis, and perfectly curated shots and short, short videos where Facebook's different. You don't necessarily have hashtags. It could be longer videos, a lot of Facebook lives, things like that. YouTube's a whole other story. So you're looking at, okay, here's my message. Here's what I want to teach. Now I'm going to develop content that suits the different platforms to teach that particular uh, problem that that person has.
0: Are you a believer that everybody should be
1: everywhere? No, and that's a very good point. So when we're <laughs> Thank done, God. No, because no. I am
0: I can't get my head around Instagram. I just can't. It's just one extra layer of <laughs> business awareness. I'm just not there. And I'm also not I haven't got a creative bone in my body, so I don't feel like that that's a platform for me or my business. So I'm glad you said that because I was starting to go, oh, my God, I've got to get an Instagram account.
1: Not necessarily. You know, And I was speaking to a company the other day, um, they actually do ropes training, like for tradies, to actually scale up and do upselling and ropes to clean windows. Mm. And they're like, oh, my gosh, here's, they laid it all out. Here's my LinkedIn. Here's my Facebook. Here's my Instagram. Here's my YouTube. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, stop already. Where, where are these people? Who are these people you're trying to attract? They're like men you no okay great okay so straight away what do they do and they're like oh you know they're in trades and I said so they're not going to be on Instagram for the most part mm, like unless in, they're apprentices yeah yeah and like in a very certain and ways and they're not their buyers it. anyway yeah exactly so basically that we, we said no you don't need to be there mm. and then we were sort of looking at well for a very specific party market not going to be LinkedIn it's going to be Facebook so you look at where your market is you have to understand where they're hanging out and then you use the platforms but with that said Facebook is across the board going to hit most people even B2B because let's it in B2B, you're still communicating with a CEO, uh, you know, a head of HR, an executive, and they're a person with problems. And they're probably on Facebook, hanging out, checking out their family posts or what or their friends posts for the weekend. Mm. And then they'll see the ad skirt through. And if it's present- presented in the language um, and, you know, helping to solve their problems in an educational piece, they'll take notice of it. And that's where sort of instigating uh, maybe
0: a relationship with a copywriter might be a bit helpful just to get mm. a whole bunch of ads written up properly and make sure you're using someone here in Australia. Um, yes, so, <laughs> for sure. So let's talk about why we brought you on the program because I really feel as though this is where I learned the most in your presentations, which is all about this, the three-step plan to setting up mm-hmm. that social media platform. And let, let's focus on Facebook now so that we can really get our get knuckled down on, onto understanding how to make the most of that.
1: Yes. Okay. So first of all, when you're setting up your Facebook for business, for advertising, you first make sure that you're using the Ads Manager. So this is not boosting posts. This is literally using a whole other section of Facebook called the Ads Manager. And I actually just want to start when I'm talking through this. Facebook actually has an incredible new program they've released called Facebook Business Blueprint. Mm. And you can just Google that and they have actual free courses that help small business owners. Oh, that's clever. It's incredible. And it's actually quite good. I went through it and I'm like, This is very good. So, um, yeah, so basically you set up your ads account. So if you're sort of thinking, well, I have no idea what Heather's talking about right now, you could go there, you could Google, you know that. Um, When you set up your ads account, what you're looking to do is first and foremost is you're grabbing what is called a pixel. And a lot of people think, oh, what pixel? Oh, my gosh, I've heard about that thing before. What is it? Very easy. Here's how you understand it. It's a piece of code that you put on your website. It's a bridge between Facebook and your website. It allows basically Facebook to recognize any logged in Facebook user who are now tar- um, hanging around and, and surfing around your website? So, you can then build audiences of people to place ads to that have visited your website. So, that's step one. You want to get your pixel all set up, and um, it's through your ads manager. You get it on your website, you do it once. Once it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Then from there, you want to build what's called audiences. So an audience is very simply just the group of people that your ad is going to display in front of. So it's your target audience. And remember what we were speaking about before, where you sort of have that funnel where you have awareness and then you have consideration and you have the conversion. Mm. You actually build audiences for each of those steps based on where somebody is in your customer journey.
0: Because because some people might already be at the point where they're past education and they're yeah. looking for um, you know a targeted A response to what their pain point is, like their pain.
1: Because they might have already been on your website. They might have already been reading your blog posts and your educational pieces. They might have even been to your sales page or your services or products page. So you know that they're interested because they've actually been to those pages on your site.
0: I'm not going to ask you how it is that Facebook knows that about what's happening on my website because that's a bit creepy. The pixel. The (laughs) pixel. It's it's just a bit of code, really. Yeah. Because we're all used to using that bit of code for Ads Manager as well, for, um, not Ads Manager, for Google AdWords, for example. Yeah. So we all, you know, you've got that punched in. So And if you've got a good web designer they should have asked you that anyway so that they can find that that funnel That's right. so the pick you've got the pixel pixel mm-hmm. pixel or pexel? pixel 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 <laughs> so you've got the pixel and then um, you've utilized it on your website now how do you start building that audience
1: okay so once the pixels there then inside of your ads manager there's an area called audiences and you have three types of audiences that you can build so the first type is called custom custom is basically people that know, like, and trust you. So, there are people that have visited your website, like we're talking about. There are people that might be on your email list. There are people that are highly engaged with you on Instagram and Facebook because Instagram is run through your Facebook ads manager as well. They're owned by both Facebook. Um, So, it's people that know, like, and trust you. The next audience is called lookalike. Those are basically audiences where you say, hey, Facebook. We don't really say that, but you know what I mean. You go, hey, Facebook. So, basically, take my source audience, my custom audience, my website traffic, for example, and Go out and find a whole bunch of other people that are really, really similar with their demographic and their interest and, you know, where they live and and their history on Facebook. Find a whole bunch of people really similar to people that already know me. Build an audience of them. So doing these
0: audience builds properly means that you're actually using the Facebook algorithm properly because you're teaching
1: it what your audience is. Exactly. Brilliant. Yes. And then you have the third audience, which is called a saved audience, and that one is just straight up targeting on interest and demographic. So, for example, um, like let's say that in northern beaches of Sydney, you are opening a childcare centre in your home, you've gotten all the licences, everything's ready to go, and you now want to target mums. So you can literally build an audience of moms Mm. with young children uh, that live in like five different postcodes that are a certain age range that have a certain interest base so you know that they work because they you know they like um, you know working organizations for women and build an audience for them. Generally this is a cold audience but not always Um, but it's it's a a great audience to really reach out and find more people that don't yet know you. I get a feeling
0: that a lot of people start with that point they think who's my ideal client and I'm going to build an audience around that without going through and almost teaching Facebook through the custom audience and through the people who know, like, and trust you first.
1: You and are then so building spot on. it. You right. are so spot on. And this is where a lot of people actually say Facebook ads do not work for me because what they'll do is they'll boost a post. So they'll actually go into Facebook, boost a post, and maybe just choose people that live around them. Yeah. And like, it doesn't work. No, 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 of course <laughs> not. Exactly. And because it's not...
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to make you've got to teach the algorithm. It's kind of like yeah. I, I always talk about AI and I think, well, AI is great, but you need mm. to mould it. You need yeah. to sort of use it like a bit of plasticine and make it look the way you want it to look and then let it finalise the process.
1: You are moulding the algorithm, exactly. And with the audiences that you build and your pixel, what happens over time is we call it seasoning the pixel. Seasoning. Seasoning the pixel. <laughs> Massaging <laughs> it into the meat. Exactly. <laughs> and the idea is that basically what happens is that as you have the pixel on your site and you're building this custom audience, um, and you're doing the different types of ads as well, so you're doing traffic to your website, you're doing conversion, which is when somebody signs up for a form or buys something, Facebook starts to kick in and go, okay, so I've watched this person all the way from here in this awareness phase, how they've now engaged with your website, and then how they've eventually bought or converted with you. So they are starting to analyze, as as we've just said, with the algorithm, starting to understand the types of people in the audiences that you build that it should put the ads in front of to give you a better result.
0: Can I ask you a basic question? Mm. When you're doing this, do you have to have a business
1: page on Facebook? Is that sort of a must for you? You have to have a business page in order to do advertising on Facebook, and you have to have a business profile on Instagram in order to do ads on Instagram as right. well.
0: and And you think it's sort of because it's sort of they're owned by the same company and they feed off one another. It does make sense these days to sort of have both. But you can replicate them, right?
1: Oh, you know what? I, I think if you're going to do Facebook ads, Just get an Instagram business profile. It doesn't matter if you have a few people that follow you. Mm. Um, Just do the ad in both places. Because in your ads manager, this is also what's cool about ads manager, not boosted posts, is that you have placements that you can select for your ads to go to. Uh, Or you can just use the default, which Facebook recommends, which is Facebook, Instagram. Um, It's also audience network, which is other apps and mobile websites that Facebook will share their ads on, Um, and Messenger as well you can actually have your ads show up on the, the home page of messenger yeah. so you're now targeting all over both platforms including apps and it's really powerful and this is where you need to be careful with your message
0: because obviously mm. you don't want to just be hammering the same thing over and over again you have to develop a bit of a strategy yes. so as you were mentioning before with the lower back pain you have to start the conversation maybe with some educational pieces and then move that around into you know have you thought about using someone like me for your services and then Molded around. Okay, here I am. This is where you go. This
1: is what we offer. These are the benefits. These are the features of the package. Here's where you go to sign up. Yeah.
0: Now I presume with these different three different types of uh, lists um, that you can upload a customized list. So if you've been squirrelling squirrelling <laughs> away business cards like I did almost <laughs> obsessively for the first couple of years, and then you go, "Oh, look, there's a
1: nice big pile here. I'm going to put these into an Excel spreadsheet." That becomes a useful tool. It does. And as long as you personally have collected these emails yourself, that's what's important. You can't mm. go off and buy a list. Um, morally, it's not right. And, and and basically, what happens is when you're uploading your list. So basically, when I say list, you're just doing a CSV file where you have a column, a first name, last name, and email, you upload that. And then Facebook actually says, how did you collect these details? And you basically say, I got them straight from the customer. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I think HubSpot does a similar thing
0: as well when you're uploading a list um, for mm. your for that funnel. Uh, it also asks you how you collected them. And that's really important because we should mention here at this point that there is privacy guidelines that we're all bound to simply by operating in any sort of a business. It doesn't matter if you're Ltd or a sole trader yeah. or anything, you're selling any products, you've got an ABN, then you need to adhere to these processes. And don't forget that if you're also communicating or dealing with anybody in the European Union, They have super strict laws as well. It's worth looking at a couple of articles out there just to make sure that you adhere to their processes because you're not... It's a worldwide situation. You're not sort of above the law anywhere in the world, really.
1: No, and oftentimes it really comes down to your privacy statement on your website. That's what all of you need to have is a good privacy statement, especially if you're doing business over in the UK or Europe. Um, You you want something that says essentially, you know, we might have cookies or pixels on our website and this is what we do with that information. You have to really spell it out in layman's terms. And there are great Aussie resources out there. There's sort of like free legal sites that allow you to create these GDPR compliant privacy policies. And once you do that on your site, you'll also notice as well on on websites where you are opting into their newsletter or their email list. And oftentimes now there'll be a little tick box that says, I agree to the privacy policy. Mm. And that's why that's there now in that pop-up box or that opt-in form is because they're complying with these new laws.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's something you should be aware of. If you're going to do the pixel thing, that is what you're doing. You, you are connecting the people and their private, well, I guess their private data is anything. A private data is first name, last name. So yeah. if someone's jumping onto your website and you're tracking that Uh, behavior then that is a a part of their privacy that you need need to to tell them you need to be very open with that exactly Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. so I I think it's a good takeaway from today is um, one of the strategies we can all go away and go back and look (laughs) at our websites and think oh my god if I updated my privacy policy does it actually say copyright 2019 at the bottom because we're now in April everyone Uh, so that's something to, to think about as well and think about you know even just connecting up those Pixels as a starting point. Um, I presume this entire process is free up until the point where you start putting the ads out there. Is that exactly.
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. You can do all this setup for free, build your audiences, get everything ready to go and you can then start to do ads and that's where the, the money kicks in. And you can do an ad for as low as $5 a day. That still adds up though. It does. <laughs> it does. You got to know what you're doing. You do. have yeah, to yeah, yeah. Make sure you have the strategy right, and you know.
0: When you're building these lists and you create an ad, does Facebook give you sort of any of an indi- any side of an indication about what how many people you're going to reach with wh- as you tick those um, those options? With building this audience, you know, I, I imagine as you toggle things on and off, it's going to tell you what your reach is going to be and that sort of thing?
1: Yes. So when you're building your audiences, whether it's custom or lookalike or saved, it will actually tell you here's how big your audience is. In most cases, there's a few things where if you are uploading your email list, for whatever reason, Facebook can't quite pick the number perfectly and display that. But like for email list, you just, just basically it's about 60 to 70 percent of your email list is going to be in that audience on Facebook. And that's just because some people on your email list use a different email address than they do on their Facebook account.
0: That's actually something I was going to ask because I mm. felt that that was quite a hurdle. Um, how big a problem is it with the fact that people use tend to use their personal email addresses to create – because when we create a Facebook profile – irrespective of whether we've got businesses attached or mm-hmm. community pages or you know little things that we do for the environment, whatever it is, it's still you and you're the one who's logging in under that email address. Mm-hmm. If you've uploaded a bunch of emails that aren't the same email address that people log in with, is that a problem or does Facebook still pick up the names and make an association that way?
1: Yeah, look, the more information you can give it, the better. So if you have the mobile phone number, if you have their postcode, their address, you want to stick all of that in the spreadsheet that you ah, upload right. and it will try its best to do the match. It'll never be 100%. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and that's why you have the other audiences. That's why you do the pixel on your website because, you know, those people that are hopefully in your email list would also be visiting your website from time to time um, and that's why you have built the other audiences as well. The lookalikes, you know, the saved audiences because you'll be able to reach them through the other audiences too.
0: So the fact that you've turned on Ads Manager and you might be using lists quite successfully, do you mm-hmm. think that it's still important that you are active on those business groups, for example, if you're B2B or in community groups where they might have a, a business page if you're trying to target people? Is that still just as important to have those ads ready to go as well?
1: Yeah. So basically, Facebook is a social media platform. Social, meaning you want to be connecting with people just one-on-one having conversations, commenting on their posts because that's also going to help your algorithms as well. So if you're doing just ads and that's it, you're you're actually going to pay a little bit more for your ads and it won't reach as many people as somebody that's actually actively posting on their page, going into groups and having engagement. You can't do ads yet in groups. So a group is just basically you are there as yourself, although you can join the group as a page, um, but either or you're there and you're giving a lot of value. That's the idea behind a group. So Facebook
0: uses its algorithm to, I guess, pat people on the head who (laughs) live in there. The longer you live in there and the longer you exist in there, the more reach your ads are going to
1: get too. Yeah, the more people's posts that you share, the more comments you do, the more engagements you have on other people's posts, the more of your own posts that you do that are not just links to your website, but, you know, whatever it's memes or quotes or Facebook lives or other things where you're keeping people in the Facebook community and not linking out, that's all going to be rewarded with two things, organic traffic. So any, any post that you're doing on your page, free posts will be seen by more people in most cases. Mm. And also your ad costs will go down and ads will most likely get seen more as well.
0: Wow. So it's, Mm. you've really got to sort of be quite active in order to make the most of it. Which is why you don't want to be on all platforms
1: because you will not have time. (laughs) (laughs) Just exhausted
0: during the 24-7, not actually doing any work, (laughs) just promoting my business that I'm not in or doing anything in. There's no business to speak of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's It's a tricky balance, isn't it? I think sort of greater sociologically, we can sit back. I mean, I'm, literally my husband um, took Facebook off his phone
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and a little part of me went, oh, my God, how do you do that? And I, I, It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> We're only talking 10 years ago that this, this thing didn't even exist in our lives and yet yeah. it's become more encompassing. So if Facebook continues, let's, let's look into the future now. If Facebook continues the way it is and people are becoming more and more distrusting of it and annoyed and not wanting to give it money because of the the foul behaviour that, that sometimes it has that it, it happily blames on its computers. What where do you see social media moving to? Do you think it becomes more spread out? Do you think mm-hmm. we have to be on the lookout for the different ways of communicating with customers? What does it mean for a small business?
1: Yeah, so the future of social media is definitely ads. Uh, not ads, I'm sorry, it's, it's video. So it's mm. short video and apps. So we're really looking at, like, Messenger and WhatsApp right now are on the rise massively. How do you advertise in WhatsApp? It's being developed. Wow. It's all been of course developed it is. Because they've yeah, got to they make money somehow. Business side of WhatsApp, you know, there's a whole business area of it that's up and coming. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing for us, you know, looking at the future of social is looking at more of these conversational one-on-one um, apps like Messenger and WhatsApp... And the reason why is that even though we're social and we're always on our phone and social media it's still very lonely. It's actually kind of gotten lonelier. People are more disconnected so there's kind of this shift that we're seeing in social world which is people are looking for more of the one-on-one conversations which is why Messenger is really on the up and up and why these things called Messenger bots are happening because um, brands cannot sit there on a Messenger and talk one-on-one to all the people coming through Messenger and give them a good customer experience. Whoa, whoa, hang
0: on a second. A brand's got a Bot that's
1: talking to me <laughs> that's really disturbing this is the future oh wow if it's used in a good way so let's just give you an example so if you go onto say Qantas onto their their Facebook page and they have the little message me button at the top of their page and you click on that now imagine that there's probably thousands of other people not only in Australia but worldwide on that button going hey is my flight on time there's not even one person, two people, 10 people, 50 people that are going to manage all those conversations at once. It's just not doable. Mm. So what people are starting to do is is introduce what's called a bot. It's not a robot. All it is, is automation. Mm. So it's pre-scripted automation. For those of you familiar with email autoresponders, it's basically a very similar thing where you build out sort of, hey, how can I help you? It might say, I want to check my flight. For example, there's a button that says that. Another one might be, I want to book a flight just at a very top level. And then you go, okay, I want to check my flight. And if that happens, then you organize automation after that that says hey what's your flight number it's all run through automation aka a bot as they say Hmm. Um, but that's the future of, of where we're headed and even small businesses that use these bots they'll name them they'll say hey i'm heather porter's bot you know rebecca and i'm here to help you and then i can help you to a certain point but when you need to talk to heather just type talk to heather which is what i have on my bot and then i have people doing that all the time and then from there i take over Mm. It alerts me and I I have full on conversations with people, you know, and and help them out from there. So it's important that if you're going to
0: instigate something like this, even as a big company or a small company, that you somehow personalize it and make sure that at the end of the day, if someone wants you, they can get hold of you because that's that's what you don't want. You don't want any walls of communication or chats. Never.
1: Mm. Put your phone number out there. Be Mm. available for people. Truly, people do business with people and technology is just a leverage point. That's all. And businesses that go all bot crazy, all automation crazy, and they're just flogging stuff on ads right, left and center. They're just not going to survive, which is where we're headed in in social media. We have to be community focused, one-on-one focused as well. It's the
0: rise of the small business because this is what we are. We are adaptable. (laughs) We are genuine. We have connections that are real. Mm. And I think that that's one of our strengths that that we need to hang on to. Yes. Well, look, we've covered a huge amount today. We've talked about uh, the Facebook funnel. We've talked about just general social media funnels. Uh, we've talked about um, this three-step plan on setting up your Facebook accurately. Now, how can people find out more about um, your wonderful programs um, and your and your website as well if they want to
1: find out more about you? Sure. Thanks for asking. So easiest way to reach me is website, love.com.au. I know it's a funny name, but I use the word love because I find love has such a great um, vibration to it the word, and it either repels or attracts the perfect person I love to work with. So we build programs and websites that you and your customers love. Well, that's fantastic. (laughs) Now, we've had Heather Porter on the show today, but we've got a
0: huge list of guests, over 130 podcasts available on the smallbizmatters.com.au website. Plus, you can subscribe to Small Biz Matters Australia on iTunes, where there are over 60, now 62, iTunes podcasts available. We're also on Spotify and Podbean as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a little like or a little uh, testimonial if you're happy. Plus, let us know what you would like to know more about. We have yet to repeat a topic, but I know there's a whole lot of things out there that we we haven't covered yet. And I know there's a lot that small business craves when it comes to small business education. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters here on Triple H. You are listening to the experts when it comes to small business education. My name is Alexi Boyd. We will be back next Tuesday with another great pro